This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and Vicky joining me from the CAB first time <laughs> in 2024. Welcome. Thank you. Not too bad for us. Yeah. Only yeah. a month in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Although uh, every now and then people still say Happy New Year and I'm like, dude, that was that was a while was, ago. Yeah. Come on, let's let's but move you, with the times. If you haven't seen them, I feel it's still legitimate. <laughs> yeah, but then I feel a tiny kernel of anger that someone has taken enough time off that it's still the New Year's for, for them. them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bitterness in you, Vicky. Yeah, that's a dark cynicism <laughs> that comes with the CAB. It is not at all true, of course. Can we tell people what the CAB is just in in case you're new to listening. <laughs> so uh, CAB is uh, the Citizens Advice Bureau and we have one in Hamilton and we are an information and advice not-for-profit that is mainly run by an army of volunteers. And you get to lead the army. I do, you're I like do. You're like general. I am, I am. Don't, don't, get, don't come for me. <laughs> I got some good people with some strong skills. They'll they'll have you in mediation before you know it. Absolutely. <laughs> so the reason I, I thought we should have a chat early in the year is mm. that I thought, you know... Lots of changes. Yeah. So I thought, let's just have a bit of a chat about what's going on, what things are looking like this year, and what sort of things the CAB helps with. And we thought we'd focus on what are some of the more common um, questions that you guys get. Yeah, so if you're if you're new to the Citizens Advice Bureau, and shockingly quite a few of our clients are, they'll call us and one of the most common things we hear is, oh, I didn't know you did that, or I didn't know you could help with this, which is a little disappointing <laughs> considering we celebrated 50 years last year, but it's okay. Again, that's that kernel of bitterness there. Um, <laughs> but you can get in touch with us by coming in face-to-face. You can do it over the phone and you can do it via email. And what you do is you send us an inquiry and when you speak with us, Uh, we should always be quoting where we're getting our information from. When you call us and say something along the lines of, um, I don't have an employment contract, no one should be responding with, oh, well, when I was at work, this is what happened. What they should be responding is normally along the lines of, right, so this is the website I'm looking at, this is the information that it's coming from, and this is why you're in the right or actually you're in the wrong. So it's well-researched, evidence-based. And if you... uh actually employed by somebody Yes, you, yes, yeah, you yeah, do no, need to have my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think that's normal. It's yeah. just a norm. Unfortunately, in today's fast pa- oh, sorry, fast-paced employment environment with some employers who don't think the rules apply to them, we do have casuals with no employment mm. contracts. We have people with contracted hours who aren't reaching their hours. And we have lots of little tiny things being written into employment contracts that are actually non-enforceable. So it's really important mm. Um just to double check, and we'll get into that in a bit more detail about what you yeah. can do. And if someone does have someone something written into their um, their agreement that isn't enforceable, they can't get fired for that. And like, 
No, definitely. Well, the, I you, think could, the, yeah. you could take a personal grievance. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the issue is that a lot of people assume that their employers are looking out for them. And I, I need to be careful because there are quite a few oh. employers out there who do absolutely. look out for their employees. They work in good faith. They do what they're supposed to do. And they're leaders in our organization and they're fantastic. But unfortunately, if you're looking at a high turnover organization, it tends to be because their employment contracts aren't where they should be or their work environment isn't mm. where they should be. And unfortunately, when you're coming into the workforce and you're new or you're a new migrant especially, people assume their employers know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and they'll say things like, well, it's in your employment agreement, so you so have, you have to, to agree. Yeah, yeah, that's And you do right. need to be careful what you've signed because you have agreed to it. But yeah, there are some, there are some little details that we could probably help you with. Do you do you guys look at employment agreements? Absolutely, but again, so what we do is information and advice, and we're definitely people who have a little bit more resources at our fingertips, but we're not lawyers. So we don't give legal advice. But what I can do is if you bring me an employment contract, is I can read through it, and with some experience and research, I can highlight things that don't sit well. And then if you find it uncomfortable, we can then call people, or we can find people, or we can look it up and go through it together. Sure. But if you have, oh, and that's something I should also mention, which I'll do it at the end again. We're open on Saturdays now from 10 yeah, to 12 30. That's exciting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really exciting. And actually, I have so many volunteers we're, ex we're considering extending to the Sunday as well because we found that, um, one, our volunteers are a little different because they're all working full time and they, and they want to give back, mm. which is amazing. But also means that if you are working nine to five and you do want to do that face to face, come in on a Saturday, yeah. we'll go through your employment contract with you, we'll show you exactly what you should be looking for. And it's honestly, no judgment. There, yeah. are, there is no such thing as a stupid question at the CAB. So please, please, you know, come to us first. So employment is an area that you do get quite a number of inquiries around, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And I think, unfortunately, with the legislation almost constantly changing and organisations kind of deciding their own rule set, it can be really difficult to know hard and fast yes and no's. And mm. that's a problem we've we've often faced. And as I said earlier, if you call us and say, um, you know, am I allowed to do this? And we go, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can. That's yeah. that's not that's not the appropriate response. It should be like, huh, I'm I'm not actually sure. Let's look that up together. Um, and that's about empowerment as well. But yeah, so some things. One of the big significant changes that's coming up is trial periods. Yes. So trial periods are now back on for everyone who wants them. Yes. So for a period of time, um, ninety days yeah. up to ninety days. A ninety-day trial was um, was an available option for an employer with a essentially a small team, twenty employees yeah. or under. Yeah. But now any employer under this new government can um, require a 90-day trial for any new employee? Yes, it has to be new. So don't be, um, even if you're signing a contract, again, you have to be new to that organisation. You can't be someone who you've, you know... Yeah, you've already done another job broken there. your contract and, and then yeah. decided to rehire you on a 90-day because that's yeah. unfortunately something we're seeing too is you're getting casuals being moved to fixed term and the casual contract's being broken and then the employer's renegotiating some of your minimum rights. So you do need to... Yeah, um, good faith is really important and it's something that you hold yourself accountable to but also your employer. So working in good faith is 
being as honest and as reasonable as possible mm. and communicating clearly, but that's on both. Yeah, so that is really quite important. It is, and it's uh, and unfortunately it's one of those grey areas as well, but it's basically around clarity of communication. That, yeah. to me, is how I read good faith. If someone has, for example, has given you an employment agreement and it has set in a trial period, it needs to be valid, it has to be for a maximum of 90 days, and it needs to include things like how, how much time they have to give you for dismissal mm. and it can sometimes include what reasoning behind it so it can't be oh your 90 days is up thanks very much off you go tomorrow yeah um, you know you do still have basic employment rights yeah so that's quite important are, are there other more regular questions you get around employment is that yeah we get a few i'm not going to give you any answers because again i shouldn't be giving answers off the top of my head but for us what we hear a lot is um things around the lines of um covid and sick leave yeah so some of the legislation around that has changed so definitely give us a call if you've got any confusion we've also noticed that um disciplinary processes can change from organization to organization and your hr should have quite clear guidelines in your employment contract that say this is what would happen if you were facing a discipline ah yes the one that i really struggle with and it's one that we get a lot is um i have a disciplinary meeting and it's for tomorrow yeah so you need to be careful about that because working in good faith the employer needs to give you time to understand the information they're giving you organize a support person and actually present your version of what happened yeah and sometimes we see employers rushing people through the discipline process in order to get them to sign things that maybe if they had been given 10 minutes to read they wouldn't be yeah. signing. and or that's they, very uncomfortable or if they had some advice yes <laughs> yeah yeah so if you get that um what we do is the first piece of advice we tend to give is to contact your employer in writing and say um you know i i'm I'm happy to, well, I'm not happy. I'm, I will engage with this process. However, in order to organize a support person, I need to extend this until, um, and then give them a date, organize mm. your support person, but also clarify what your options are around um, not coming into work. Yeah. Um, because sometimes you can get into trouble. Well, they can attempt to tell you you're in trouble for things that maybe you need a little bit more advice on. So just call us. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. So that's employment. What what are some of the other what are some of the other big kind of like one I know that we've talked about a few times is around fencing. Definitely. So um, neighbours, neighbours at war. I am going to pull you back though to employment. Oh, I'm sorry. so sorry. It's all right. Because <laughs> I just want to give out a couple of numbers um, because these are actually really good resources that you can use. So one of them is MBIE. So it's Employment um, Ministry of Business, Employment and Innovation. That was the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then number you can look this up, right? Or you can call us. It's oh eight. 200-209-020 and you should definitely be calling them because they have a fantastic website it goes through everything that's broken down it gives you the definitions it also provides you with examples of when things have been done inappropriately so one of the ones i just learned about today was if you started work on monday you were informed about your trial period and then you signed your employment agreement on the wednesday your trial mm. period is invalid because you didn't sign it before you started work Ah. So if your employer is saying to you, great, start on Monday and I'll get the paperwork to you at some point, that is actually not okay yeah. because you are signing agreement whilst you've already started a job, which you have no information on. Yeah. So 
you know, be aware of that kind of thing as well. And sometimes with a little bit of a laissez-faire attitude to employment, employers do get their paperwork in late. Yeah. So, so that's important to that know. That is important. And yeah. the other people to know about, especially in Hamilton, for anyone 35 or under is the Young Workers Resource Centre. Now, they are awesome. Um, they're really good with advocacy. They're great with information. They do a lot of education for younger people as well. And they're very aware of how people are being treated in the employment area. And their contact number is 022-515-0105. But again, you can just look up Young Workers Resource Centre. So, yeah. And they are fantastic. They, they, are. they And they, they have a loose definition of young. Yeah, no. Hey, 35 I mean, is young. Yeah. I mean, I don't make it into that category now, but, you know. Yeah, so, so 35 and under, um, yeah, well worth having a chat to them. They do know yeah. their stuff. Yeah. And if you look at the CAB website and you put in employment support, I think we've got something like four or five employment advocates at the moment, and all of them offer free consultation to begin with. They will at some point charge you, but to begin with, you can just look up on the CAB website or call us and we'll, we'll link you up with someone. And it's just... Always yep. get a second opinion. Yeah. Just always do. It's good. It's just, it's good work ethic. Yeah. Really Sorry, good. Now we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Neighbours at War. Oh, fencing. It's, well, it was really interesting. Um, we're going to talk about fencing, but also <laughs> we had a conversation when we were talking about doing this. Trimming. Yeah, yeah about yeah, trimming yeah, trees. Yeah. So if, you, if your neighbour has got a tree that is going over your fence, you are allowed to trim it back yourself. You are um, responsible for the costs and you cannot do anything that permanently damages the tree. You should also check that it's not protected yeah, as well. It's good point um so definitely call your council you know wait a while and then get the answer no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or look it up um and but here's a weird one if you're gonna cut back their tree please have a conversation with them first because technically you are meant to leave the trimmings on their side of the fence now um i'm not sure how you'd see this but if someone trimmed back my tree and then dumped the stuff back over my fence i'd be like wow that's passive aggressive it would feel <laughs> it, it would, would feel it would feel pointed better, yeah it would feel a little pointed yeah. However, um, you know, it's their property. Even yeah. though it's growing over on your side, it is technically their property. And that also applies to fruit, right? Yep, it does. And that's I find that so odd. Yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, if fruit is growing over your side of the boundary fence, you are not allowed to pick it without their permission. So this is a very good reminder that we should all be friends with our neighbours and we should all give and take and be a little bit kind to each other um, and maybe share fruit on yeah. trees. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah, I was just thinking if, if my neighbour had said, no, you can't pick my fruit, I'd be inclined <laughs> to chop to it off. Sure off and then throw it back on their side. Yeah, yeah that's passive aggressive. But yeah, this is not good or advice. Aggressive, aggressive. Yeah. This is why you don't volunteer at the CAB, Holly. This is why I'm not a CAB volunteer. That's right. So, no. so what about fences then? Yeah, because the tree thing comes into it as well. Because if you plant a tree, so one of the things, obviously in a lot of the plots in Hamilton, trees are well established by now so if you're buying a new property or you're renting chances are there's already trees on your property but if you are going to plant some new ones try and keep them away from your fence it's not because of legality in any way but because at some point their roots will go through mm. and if your roots damage the fence you are liable for the repair uh, and we get that a lot. We actually have an article solely for uh, roots invading the gutter system because apparently mm. that's really big here as well. Mm. And it can cost a small fortune. And if yeah. it's your tree, you're responsible for it. So, yeah, so just be really careful. But, yeah, fencing can be an, an, an odd one, especially for people who are new to the country because um, – 
in other places you are if the fence is the you're responsible for part of the fence when it's adjoining another property but here all of you are responsible for the fence yes and you have to be quite careful around fencing notices and letting people know and things like that and yeah. what we get a lot of is people just going i'm going to replace this fence because i don't like it and then i'm going to charge my neighbor half and that's yeah. the wrong way to do it so what would you need to do um, so if you want to put up a fence on um, sort of the boundary, the, a boundary fence, you need your neighbor's agreement and you can expect to share the cost with them. So it's a good way to talk to your neighbors and say, look, this is what I'm thinking. This is how much it's going to cost. If you decide that it's going to be, I don't know, 1.8 meters high, it's going to make it be made piling. of solid yeah. oak that's yeah. been brought in. Don't do that. That's no. awful for mm. cons conservationists. Um, but if you, you know, it's going to be a jeweled encrusted, you're paying for that yeah uh, you need to come to an agreement and you need to be at least sort of you know moderate in your expectations of what they can do and come to an agreement on it and then you can share the fence costs if they disagree if they say that they're not going to do it that um, they have absolutely no interest in a fence even though you need to have one you can go and get a fencing notice and it gives them 21 days to respond and if you fail to give the correct notice your neighbor can actually take legal action and get you to pull the fence down and make you pay pay for it wow so this is definitely something to look at first and again this goes back to having a really good working relationship with your neighbor all right i'm gonna throw a curly one at oh, you oh no don't do that yeah, i am <laughs> and it might be one of those ones that let's look it up together <gasps> what about your front fence and your neighbor kind of officially as the council i think that's just you but i shouldn't have said that because that's off the top of my head yeah so i'm gonna have to look that one I'm up i'm gonna have to look that one well, up I'm gonna, yeah or you can look it up because <laughs> i feel like the council wouldn't be liable for half and no. i don't know why um so I, i'm keen for us to explore that at some point yeah, but definitely because it would be great i would love to put a fence up around the front and only have to pay for half of it okay so off the top of my head which is what something my volunteers would never do i would suggest that the front fence would be your cost because are you legally required to fence the front of your property you're not are if you? you have a dog yeah but that's different that's dog laws but if you just happen to own a plot that doesn't have a front fence you but can you're leave not, it unlocked can't you? you're un not un legally required to fence the rest of your property they're like lots of houses don't have a boundary fence oh that's between crazy. them Okay, I don't like that. Yeah, that's I know. odd. It, it does happen. That's odd. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I find that very uncomfortable. So maybe we need to explore <laughs> maybe that. Maybe we do. Maybe you should ring council and ask them. <laughs> the show's not long enough. <laughs> so, so that's fences, but basically I think the, the important advice there is don't just go around putting up a fence and then sending yeah. a bill to the neighbor right yeah don't assume that you know what's right yeah. i think that's what i struggled with when i first joined the cab um and i actually really hate this phrase i used common sense and common yeah. sense indicates that we all have a shared perspective and we don't we no. don't all come from the same point of view we don't have the same experience and something like common sense is bandied about too much because it makes fun of the person who you're talking about very true so when i started at the cab i was like no i know stuff i know stuff for sure i know all of this stuff and then i spent the last four years going i don't know anything this <laughs> yeah. is actually really complicated yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly so we've done um fences and we've talked about employment tell us about another kind of common um inquiry that you guys get there at the citizens advice bureau um so we're, we've always got family court 
Are so you? family court's a big one for us. So couple splitting up um, with or without kids, Relationship Property Act, what the definition of a relationship is and things yeah. like that. So we get a lot of that because you've got really heightened emotions. And not only are you ending a relationship, which is tough enough as it is, you're also trying to figure out who gets what and yeah. what they're allowed to have. And if you've got kids involved as well, how you're going to parent them. And, you know, typically one person could potentially be pushing harder than the other so there's a lot of resentment mm. and then there's pettiness and then yeah it can get really emotional really quickly so one of the things we do at the cab a lot is a listening ear and it's yeah. when you come to us and we basically give you as much time as you need to just talk it out and then we give you the practical advice so you know never feel that if you call us you're just going to get told like oh just you know call this number mm. um so but what we've got is the family court navigators and they are a team here in hamilton who are exceptional at their role and they are their, their role is to demystify the family court and to help people and they actually run a clinic from ours monday on a fortnight and it's all about when you go to court uh, the parenting courses that you have to take how mediation works and all sorts of resources so if you had no kids would you still go to the family court to to dissolve a relationship yes um again I'm answering off the top of my head, so I should probably do some research. Mm -hmm. But you would probably be going to the family court when you're looking at things like the, the Properties Act. The yeah, so if you owned Act. a home or if one, you owned a home maybe one person owned the home and the other person Absolutely. paid towards the mortgage yeah. as well, lived and there it, for yeah. five years... Yeah, um, so you'd definitely be looking at that. For the family court is there for when you can't sort it out between yourself. Yes. But their main intention is to get it, get you two to talk together. Yeah. Which is why when you want to do stuff around childcare, you have to have done two courses. And I'm so sorry. The first one is parenting through separation, and the other one I cannot remember. I think it's the family disputes resolution or some is a second parenting group and you have mm. to have done both before you can even look at family court because mm. it's basically saying you should have these skills yeah you have the ability to learn these skills yeah um but we also do a lot of stuff around harassment and restraining i was, I was gonna say you know, mm. what if the relationship is broke, massively bro broken down that's right yeah so we definitely do a lot of work around harassment orders and restraining orders and things like that and you do have to be quite careful because uh, you can heighten your risk when you start to move out of a toxic relationship or an abusive well, one. Your risk may be heightened. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, your risk <laughs> may be heightened. So you definitely need to come and talk to us and get us to help you fill out forms and make sure that you're kept safe. And you do need to look things up online. And it can be difficult to do that whilst you're still in the relationship if you've got any fear around that. But if you call us, we can provide you with um, information and where to go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and we can give you that listening ear. We, we have had people come in and just spend the afternoon, uh, even in the interview room. We had one young woman come in and she brought a book for three hours because it was the safest place for her to be. Yeah. Uh, while she was waiting on family court stuff. So. Yeah, that's a that's a great because you're just around the corner from the courts, right? Yeah, we so are. we're just around the corner from the courts. We've got an interview room. We've got a kitchen. We've got a friendly team. And again, no judgment. Yeah, absolutely think, and none. That, and that's what's so important. Um, so listening here basically means you could ring with any inquiry. Yeah, and, and the thing is, we we describe a listening ear as where we've dealt with a client, but we've not provided them with any advice. Mm. That's a listening ear. Yeah. And it's normally around the line. It's normally around sort of the topics of um, someone is struggling with mental health issues. They're feeling really anxious. They're feeling really depressed. Uh, but they, they don't want 
to be passed on to someone else. Yes. They just want to talk. Yeah. Um, and we'll get that a lot where people have come in with relationship issues where they say, I want you to sort this out. And you're like, actually, that's mm. nothing. We, there's nothing that can be done about this, but let's talk it out and figure mm. out what you can do. Yeah. Because again, one of the main principles of the CAB is empowerment. Whilst we will advocate for people, we want people to make choices for themselves. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Mm. Um, we don't have a lot of time left. Um, I do want to make sure we get out the phone number. <laughs> and I know that you looked that up. I did, I did. Because for, uh, for previous listeners, you all know that I never remember our bureau number. And for the new ones, just pretend I always do. So um, Citizens Advice Bureau, 55 Victoria Street. We're open 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, and 10 till 12.30 on a Saturday. And our direct number is 07839. 0395 that's 07839 and you can email us your inquiries through the website it's relatively straightforward and sometimes people prefer that because then they can untangle their thinking yeah yeah and then they we also send back emails with our links to all of our evidence so it's pretty good and then there's an 0800 number you can call which is 0800 367 that's 0800 367 but that sends you to any available bureau yeah so just be when you call us Make sure we're answering on the phone with Kyoto. This is Citizens Advice Bureau Hamilton. Yeah. Because you can end up somewhere else. And it is handy to be in Hamilton in case for some reason you think, actually, I would like to go in and yeah, have and a people. conversation. Yeah. I mean, what's really great about the CABs is all the bureaus have access to a community directory, which means we share organisations. Mm. So even if you were phoning a bureau in Queenstown, they could still tell you about community Wakato. Yeah. You know, because they can list it down to Hamilton. So it's not a problem if you call someone else, but you might miss that, just that little extra edge of local knowledge and local support. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 54 Victoria Street, that's... Um, 55. 55. <laughs> it's not, probably not even a 54. 55, the same side of the road as Community Waikato. Um, so just down from the church and um, sort of up on a little rise. Can't really miss it, can you? No, it's a very pretty building. Yeah, it's a very cute little building. But um, you don't need an appointment to pop in between those hours either, do you? Absolutely not, no. If, However, if you're going to do something like an employment contract or a form filling, give us a call first so we can make sure someone is available to give you the time. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than coming in and we're run off our feet but, and then yeah. being made to feel as if you're more of a burden because we want to see you. Yeah. We just need to know you're coming so we can make sure our resources are in place. And on occasion, do you have lawyers still coming in? We do. We have two free legal sessions a week. So on a Monday between 12.30 and 1.30, you can get a free 15-minute consultation with a lawyer. And then on Wednesdays, it's from 5 till 6 or 5.30 to 6.30, depending on the lawyer. And, oh, and I should warn you, if you call us because you want free legal advice, the volunteers will ask you what it's about. You don't have to tell them if someone is insistent that they don't want us to know. That's fine. We'll still book you in. But the reason we do that is that more often than not you don't actually need legal advice um, you're nervous or you're anxious or you're facing something and someone has said to you a lawyer will make you feel better but actually if you sit down and go through it with us we can find the evidence we can find the sources of information and you don't have to see a lawyer um, how long do you get with the lawyer if 15 you minutes yeah so it's not a it's not a big no it's not a full-on if no. you actually need proper full-on legal advice they'll be able to give you the basics and say you'll yeah. need to access yeah. a lawyer to yeah, sue so and so. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sue here, yeah. um, but no, it's very similar.
similar to sort of our employment advocate, they'll say something like, look, in a 50-minute consultation, we can tell you whether or not this is somewhere that's got legs. And if it's got legs, then you need to go to this person or that person or do this or do that. Or no, this is not something that you'll be able to win. And that's, yeah. you know, pretty much the questions we're answering. And and that you do need to know that because you don't want to go and spend $300 yeah. with a lawyer to find out that, that no, you, yeah. you can't do anything. Yeah. Or this is, yeah, yeah, this is something that isn't evidence-based and we're really sorry you feel like this, but unfortunately there's absolutely no recourse here. So you have those pockets of times for the lawyers. Um, did, so someone really needs to make an appointment to attend one of those. Oh, no, yeah, they have to. And yeah, there's a three-week cool. waiting list as well. Yeah, okay. So just be really aware of that when you call us. Is that, you know, because we got a phone call on Friday asking for a free legal on Monday, and it's it's impossible. It's not going to happen, yeah. Um, we will do our absolute best to give you as much uh, on-the-spot advice as we can to make it better. But, yeah, you need to call us in advance for a you, lawyer. You guys do great work. Love it. Thank yeah, you. Thank <laughs> and we're you. out of time. Oh, look at that. So thanks so much, though. It's always a pleasure having a chat um, just encouraging anyone if you've got any questions or concerns um, well worth contacting the Citizens Advice Bureau down there um, 55 Victoria Street or give them a call <laughs> and that is us for another week you've been listening to Connect with Community Wakato For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.